0: Welcome to Pragmatic Live. I'm Steve Johnson, the VP of Products, and with me today is Anita Wood, our Director of Online Learning. And today we're going to talk about content. So many demands on us to provide content for marketing campaigns and the blog and the magazine and the podcast and so forth. And so we wanted to talk today about some techniques that you might use when thinking about content.
1: What kinds of content are we talking about here, Steve?
0: Well, I think we actually find two kinds of content. You know, There is content that is more market oriented, like trends in the industry, what's going on with you know, data sciences, what's going on with AI, what's going on with blockchain, and how they these trends in the industry would affect the businesses that are our customers. But we also have product level content, which is better ways to use our product or um, advanced techniques or um, examples of customers who have succeeded using our products. So as you think about the kinds of content we need, we look at, you know, there's some things we might do at the product level and there are things that are more trend oriented around market content.
1: And would you say also that the different types of content that product managers are responsible for, go to different areas internally as well. You have different audiences.
0: I'm sure that's true. Um, yeah. I mean, I used to write stuff for the sales team Mm -hmm. about the product or even for the professional services team of here's some trends in the industry that we're starting to see and how, you know, what our company stance is on this particular trend. Um, and you know what I actually started blogging many, many years ago because of that, I would get a request from a single customer and I'd write a really long email reply to the customer. And then three weeks would go by, I'd get the same request from a different customer and I'd rewrite the same email, you know, differently the second time, I guess. And then a month later I get another request and, and finally I went, wait a minute, I'm answering the same question again and again. Why don't I write it well once? Whether it's you know, about the market or about the product, let me go ahead and just, you know, write an article or create a blog post. And then thereafter, I could just point people to the blog or I could just point people to the article hub.
1: So you created basically a bank of information. Correct. That you could easily access.
0: A bank. Correct. And, you know, um, a lot of times it's talking about personas and their problems, uh, not just, oh, let's start, you know, we have a new feature in the product that I want to talk about. Um, I always try to tie it back as you would imagine from a pragmatic class Uh, we always try to tie it back to you know what persona has this problem Um,
1: I think that's a really good point I would imagine that if you tell someone especially someone new to the role to the product team and they're getting all these demands and they're hearing what there's market content and product content where do I start right and that's a really good point. You, you always tie it back to who's a persona, um, you know, use the language that the persona wants, to, will understand and wants to hear and your um, market problems, right? What right. are the problems that they care about?
0: Right. And it,
1: and if you've, you're feeling overwhelmed, you know, and I've, I've seen this time and time again, you always bring it back to the market problems or the persona and the persona and it, makes that overwhelming feeling feel more manageable right
0: indeed indeed um, I find that um, the best way to know where to begin is to look at your email you know how many times are, am I being asked this question and one tool that product man- product marketing managers often use is they start looking at the kinds of information that the salespeople are asking them about in particular sales guy calls and says, you know, I'm having a hard time explaining this thing, or the sales guy calls and says, you know, my customer is demanding such and such. And sometimes the, that feedback causes you to say, you know, there's a problem that we need to build a feature for. But a lot of times what we're hearing is there's a problem that the sales team can't communicate. And that's not to say the sales team is dropping the ball, it's to say, you know, we haven't equipped them with a tool right. or an article. Right. And this is where it's wonderful to sit down with a marketing team and say, you know, I'm running into this problem. The sales guys continue to ask me about some architectural idea or some really technical content uh, or um, concept. And what do you think we should do about that? And then, you know, the marketing team says, well, we're kind of expert in communication. We know how to communicate now that you've explained the problem you're trying to solve we suggest that you do one of these things you know write an article or maybe you create a video or maybe we take the cto and put him in front of a camera and have him describe the architectural decisions that were made and we can embed that video into a presentation or we can post it on youtube and hide the link or whatever so the the product manager or the product marketing manager says i'm seeing this problem it's a product problem or it's a promotion problem and Based on that, that drives us to either product feature set or it drives us to product or market content.
1: And you mean by um, identifying the problem, the repeated, the trend, right? You're not talking about like one-off demand. Oh, we really need this or this is a problem. Oh, let's go build some content for that. <laughs> totally. Right? You, you want to prioritize and really identify trends of problems and trends of needs, across the content right
0: right we like to say that we in product management and product marketing focus on the market of many rather than individual customers you know if a salesperson gets a request from a customer then sales should deal with that right but if all the salespeople are getting requests from lots of customers then that's something that we can address with product content or market content so I have a friend who took a job in sales and she called me and she said you are not gonna believe how disorganized this place is I said, who are our customers? And they thumped the yellow pages down in front of me. There's their CRM database. Then they, I said, well, where's my product information or my product content? And they said, well, there's a lot of good stuff on SharePoint if you can find it. And she's like, "What? what where do I begin? And I said, well, just put yourself in her shoes, right? I mean, well, now as a product manager, put yourself in those shoes. It's like, I'm a new sales rep in a new company. How do I get productive quickly? What would I need if I were a sales rep? You know, I need to know, well, you know, do we have any brochures, <laughs> you know, to, do, do we have any, um, interview sheets? You know, what do we have to make up a playbook? And so this, this woman and I sat together over the weekend and we created her a sales playbook. Um, you know, here's a template for contacts and, you know, here's a template for, uh, a questionnaire, you know, here are the five questions you want to ask to uncover problems. And, and, you know, uh, here's some brochures that we created based on pulling stuff off their website and probably
1: some competitor information.
0: Probably let's hope I did that. (laughs) And so we spent all weekend on, it It was really a lot of fun for me. I mean, I've always kind of loved doing sales toolkits. Uh, but anyway, we were all done. She went back to the office on Monday and just opens up her book and starts working out of it. And and the other sales team came over. The rest of the people in the sales team came over and said, where is that? And how can I get one? I mean, what is that? That's so cool. And, you know, in this particular organization, everybody was young and immature and didn't have a lot of experience in other companies. So they didn't know they were in a completely dysfunctional organization. But still, they're like, can I get a copy of that? And Silly us, you know. We're like, sure, you know. We went over and photocopied it, and we should have said, for ten percent of your commissions, we'll give you this this playbook, <laughs> or you know, for a thousand dollars each or something. But it's just, it is interesting if you say, you know, gosh, I'm in a new organization. They the sales team does a lot of stuff on the fly, or they don't have things really organized. Um, let's build them a playbook, you know, and maybe it's sitting on SharePoint, and maybe it's some app you have on your phone and maybe maybe we start with paper i'm still a big believer in paper in the world of digital um, my view is you can't do anything through automation until you know how to do it on paper so that's a way to begin with market content and product content is you know what would a sales guy realistically needs now here are some here are some questions that you could ask in an interrogatory to say, you know, what kinds of problems are you facing in your role as a persona? And, you know, if they say this problem, which we know they're going to say, you know, here's how you respond to that. And, you know, you don't necessarily go straight into selling, but it's like, Oh yeah, I've heard that a lot. And also I've heard this other thing. And they're like, Oh wow, you really know my business. So I like to think of market content and product content as well as a way of upskilling the sales team. Correct. Getting them to better understand the market that they're serving and or better uh, understand the capabilities and the, the ideas behind the product.
1: And it sounds like that's also a very good way for the salespeople to build a better relationship with the customers, right?
0: You would think. If they are talking about problems instead of features, right. Right. they're going to build a better relationship.
1: And if they're asking questions and listening... And they have that those guidelines to build that relationship, right?
0: Mm-hmm. And you know, it seems to me that a lot of salespeople are put in a very difficult position of I know you don't really know our domain, but you're a really good sales rep. We wanna bring you on board and you know, see what you can find to help you sell. I mean, it seems like the onboarding should be a little bit more structured than that. And I have a friend who's been in the same industry for 20 years in probably 10 different companies. And he's now at a place where generals from the Pentagon call him. They're not calling the company and asking for a sales rep, they're calling him and they're saying, we need some help in the following areas. And they don't even know who he works for anymore. And he's like, oh, well, there are a couple of things we can do for my company and there are a couple of things you can do for that other company and they rely on him as a trusted advisor because he is both trustworthy and is able to give advice. And I think a lot of marketing teams say that's the that's the relationship we want, to be trusted advisors. And we in product marketing and marketing could do a better job of empowering the sales team to be those trusted advisors. Otherwise, they just talk about features.
1: So not only enablement of the sales force, but also um onboarding right for indeed new or and even i would say onboarding non-sales people right onboarding new product team members onboarding new developers good point right
0: good point and when i think of market and product content i'm thinking it more in the context of sales enablement mm-hmm. but you're totally right um in my first real job as a product manager um, i went into the dev meeting with a list of features i wanted them to build And they said, well, hang on before you get started, what's going on in the market? Tell me about the interviews that you have done. Tell me about your revenue goals. Tell me about your marketing plans. They wanted to know a lot more about the business we were running and the personas and their problems, of course. And I found that really interesting because my boss had led me to believe that these guys were factory workers. You just tell them, you know, build me a widget and they'll build me a widget. And it completely changed my view of how I work with all teams. And that's the more context I can provide in the case of development, you know, not just here are my requirements and my stories, but here's the acceptance criteria and here's a use scenario and here's the persona. Um, All provides them the, the context they need to make their own decisions. Likewise with sales, we provide them marketing product content, maybe in a playbook, maybe in a blog, maybe in a wiki, so they can use their own judgment. Otherwise, and here's maybe the punchline, they'll call me. I'd rather they call you know, the playbook and say, you know, what's in there before they call me?
1: Right. So now you have your blog that you can direct them to and mm-hmm. they'll get in the habit of, oh yeah, Steve already met you. You already did that for us. We know where to get it now, right?
0: Exactly.